Hello, nerds, and welcome. We are Crossing the Nerdverse, bringing you yet another episode. My name is Travis. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Eric, Ryan, and Clark. Eric, how you been this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, busy day at work. Uh, got new jobs, stuff like that, so keep moving, I guess. Um, I did do something rather interesting and designed 90% of our summer line for Nerdverse. Um, so I'm going to put the finishing touches on it now that everybody's seen it. So when this episode comes out Monday, uh, the, the line should be releasing the same day. It might be a little later. Um, so next episode, we're going to put out another thing for the audience. So everybody that's in our audience for our next episode is going to be thrown into a raffle and have a chance to win one of our new pieces of summer merch. You get to Pick whatever you want this time or change it up. Um, so you get to see all the options in the store and then you'll get to pick whichever one you want. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, it's been a rather crazy week. What about you, Ryan? Uh, actually, I'm having the exact opposite. It's been a nice, relaxing week. Got the girls home, you know, from school for the summer, getting ready for uh, my youngest birthday. But as far as the geeking goes, this week's been pretty cool. I got to drag uh, a couple of my very best friends down a wildly overpriced miniatures hobby. Uh, convinced a couple of them to play Malifaux with me, which is very exciting. And uh, been doing a lot of D&D stuff here recently. So it's been a... Sp- cheating cheating on me with other mini war gamers? It, it's true. It's true. It's Malifaux, though, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't, have enough, I don't have enough money to pick up another mini war game. I'm already <laughs> way too deep into Warhammer. What about you, Clark? Uh, it has been a pretty good week. Uh, I had Acon this weekend at the Irvine Convention Center. So that's where I picked up my sweet Ulu hat. Uh, I also got a Senpai hat that you, uh, I have to bend the brim on a little bit because I can't pull off a completely flat brim, no matter how much I tell myself. Um, otherwise, <laughs> work's been pretty good. Um, you know, forecasting excelling uh doing some maths um i did find also for all of the people who read like web comics and read their manga online it's an app called paperback and once again we're not like affiliated or getting sponsorship from them it's just it's called paperback it will take all of the manga repositories manhwa repositories and then let you read them without all of those awesome pop-up ads that uh you often get so if you're in our discord very specific (laughs) and very general comment on all the ads that i am sure we have all seen that ryan uh or all yeah or the or the computer herpes from going to questionable sites exactly so i will post the youtube video that i found uh showing you how to set it up and has all the links to the manga repositories in our discord for everyone there to find this lovely thing that came across my feed and i have already flagged like 15 new mangas and manwas that I have to go read because I didn't have access to them as webtoons without all of the ads. Yeah, without all the sketchy links. Yeah. To... 
and how to about Nigerian princes? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Nigerian princes. That's the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, the sure. one that burns all the computers down for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, but we don't want to get. We don't. We don't want Ryan to get too too into it because then he's going to start googling stuff instead of paying attention to the show. And how was your week, <laughs> Travis? On that note, pivot, pivot. Yeah, on that note, pivot. Way to way to way to help Ryan out on that one. You're welcome. Nice dodge. Um, you owe me. <laughs> Two, I guess two, we'll go through over two big pieces of news that I've had. Um, I can now officially announce that I'm going to be a dad. Woo! So in October, yeah. Woohoo! My wife and I Congrats are on losing sleep. our very first. <laughs> Joke's on you, don't sleep anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, October babies are the coolest babies, so. And now yeah, I get babies. to do... Spooky. spooky I'm really babies. hoping it's born on October 14th, that way I don't have to differentiate dates between my anniversary and the birthday of my first child because i'm really bad at dates so i'm really trying to get them all in one little if i could if i could have my wife's birthday also be that day that would just be super duper because then i only have to remember the one but i have to tell you this real quick then in regards to that my my oldest daughter her birthday all lines up like perfectly like the numbers or in sequential oh, order. I was like, I don't know oh, what that I was means. like, oh, her num- the numbers in I'm not going to actually say her real birthday because like, someone might be, I don't know, snooping for But it would be like December. So it would be like January know. 2nd, 2003. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's so like it's like, all just one, sequential. Two, yeah. So like one, two, three. Yeah, it's nice. Super easy to remember. Continue, Travis. And to take a page out of Clark's playbook, I have secret squirrel stuff that I can sort of talk about, but not really talk about for work. So we're, yeah, we're going to be making a massive change, like a multi-million dollar change in the next two months. So that's going to be hopefully a big boost for our business. We'll see where it goes. So definitely been an exciting time for me. Secret squirrel stuff. Secret squirrel stuff. (laughs) Our topic this week Comic-Con do's and don'ts, also known as pros and Comic-Cons. Hey, got him. All right, this was Clark's episode, Clark lead us off uh yeah so as i mentioned uh i went to acon this weekend in the Irvine convention center and you know i my husband and i go to pax every year big conventions uh this weekend is the other cannot remember what it's called but it's more broadly nerd and comics uh out here in dallas so we're looking at you know what are pardon is it Fan Expo? Yeah, that was it. Uh, so that's this weekend. So we're looking at what are the do's and don'ts when you attend a Comic-Con? You know, what brings us to the cons? Uh, if you cosplay, like, how to treat a cosplayer? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's that's how we're going to start it off. But first of all, let's go with, I'm going to list my like do's and don'ts at the comic cons and things of those and like gaming conventions and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be, ev- oh, yep. 
Yeah, sorry, before we get I into see that, wiggling like, fingers. Sorry, it's important before we get into the actual like <laughs> jazz hands potatoes. So, I know me and Travis have done a bunch of conventions together. I know you're doing conventions because you just got back from one. What are y'all's big ones that you go to? Do you hit Acon every year? Do you always go to PAX? What are your what are, what's your con, what's your convention quiver look like, so to speak? Uh, we always go to PAX West. I've been to PAX East a few times. Uh, and then I've considered going to PAX South in San Antonio, but it looks pretty small. Um, and then I go to like Anime Frontier. I've been to actual Comic-Con down in San Diego a handful of times. Uh, I'm constantly just sitting in the waiting room trying to get tickets every year, but that's a blast. Um, and then, yeah, like a, a con, um, there was another, like some of the smaller ones I'll kind of pop into, but that's kind of where we go. And then there's one in Oklahoma that I believe we are going to go to, which is a lot more tabletop gaming, uh, next year that I cannot, I'm really bad with names. That's fantastic. See, and the reason that I ask is I know me and Travis have done a whole bunch of conventions together. You know, we did Galacticon, we did Albuquerque Con, we do Denver Con a lot. Um, and a lot of the like American Southwest conventions, but I've still never got to go to the big one, the San Diego Comic Con. Um, never been able to get tickets for that one, and so I wanted to see like that way we can kind of compare experiences, right? My my roommate, for example, she goes to PAX South and PAX Unplugged mm-hmm. effectively every year, and uh, is constantly trying to vie for that free trip to PAX Australia. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to see that way we can kind of compare and contrast, like which ones come up. Where? Yeah, I've been to BlizzCon. I forgot about that like a handful of times. BlizzCon would be so dope to go to. Is Eric, uh, you doing the convention? The cosplayers are awesome. Yeah. No, I, I've only ever been to like wine tastings and stuff. I've never been to any sort of <laughs> conventions. So any sort of like group yeah, gatherings. It's, it's like, like a it's like thing. a wine. Yeah, it's like an alcoholics convention. I mean, there's all uh, kinds <laughs> of tables set up. You taste different wine. You cosplay. People mingle. I mean, you kind of do, depending on I, what you're I wearing. You know? cosplay. You're okay. definitely not wearing the same thing at the end of the night. So, I mean, <laughs> you know. What wine tasting? <laughs> you're going to wine mixers, not wine tastings. No, they're wine tastings. They just happen to have a bar there. And maybe they sell some Jaeger. Stuff happens. But needless to say, <laughs> that's the extent of my uh, adventures and anything to do with large groups with of people. group activities? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never been to the cons. Right, so we have we have a good basis to work off of, though. We know what what your cons are. Me and Travis have a pretty similar con fair. Travis, do you? Yeah. Have you uh, done any of, like the the Dallas or the Irving conventions? Dallas Fan Expo a handful of times. I've also been to Emerald City Comic Con, which is the Ooh. big one in Seattle. I lucked into getting a ticket to that one mostly because I was fucking off and not at work like I was supposed to be when I was in the army, which I was a specialist, so it's expected i guess just what we do um truth so yeah those are the only ones outside of uh i think the ones that you and i have been to do we consider renaissance fairs cons Ooh. uh no no that's okay. a different kind of experience. that's a that's a fair that's a fair that's a fair yeah. okay that's fair. All right, next Con episode no. fairs. Next episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although a lot of the etiquette is going to cross over, so well, in the yeah. Venn diagram yeah. of things. So, so Clark, so, I think the one you're going to is is Token Con. Does that sound familiar at all? That's a big board game one that happens in Oklahoma. 
the only uh, one I could find. I don't think so. I will. I can text the group and. She was like, I was on a lot of Ambien and bought a whole bunch of tickets to comic conventions throughout the years, so we're gonna have to figure. <laughs> I. It's honestly one of those. Like, I have just several sets of friend groups that all go to different versions of them and they will just text me when to go buy tickets and then I just appear and I go like what am I wearing to this item and they go here wear this and I'm like awesome Uh, I will go find something to cosplay or I'll be like a little wood fairy or something like that Um, so (laughs) that's kind of just how I appear in a lot of these things and I know you had a launch off thing a minute ago, but it sounds like that might be the first like rule of thumb about the conventions dimension is always pre-order your tickets. Oh, you are not guaranteed yeah. door access. So yes, I guess to start that, like things to do is pre-order your tickets. And like now in an era of after COVID understand if you have to, like it, when we were going to PAX, you had to have your vaccination card with you to get in. If not, you were going to hold up the line and make a lot of gamers kind of grumpy. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. then you get your wristbands and it's just like, it's kind of general public decent. Like, just don't be like, you can be excited. Don't be rowdy. Don't push, you know, shower. If you don't think you smell still shower. Like it's, yep. I, it has gotten way better. I will say that there have been far less pockets of, oh, what is that? Oh, no, we should really move now. Uh, so it's gotten better. And then like the other big one that I just had. So they always have like the artists fair where they have like all the artists with their cool art, fan art, all that kind of stuff. Don't stop in the middle. I understand that you want to look in the aisle, but like scoot yourself kind of towards the booth because there was waifu pillowcases and we just all got stuck in the middle because like this just horizontal line of people stood there and then of course people in the back get mad and you're just like i don't know what to do um and then like i I call it i call it practicing your eye which goes this way and not your h yes this way Uh exactly But it's things like that. And then, you know, like, if you're going to a place that has cosplayers, they are, like, not items. Like, be polite. Ask them if you can take a picture with them. Ask them if they're okay with you, like, touching them for the picture. Or, you know, uh, if if you're taking a picture, like, pull them to the side instead of, like, in the aisle way. And you know what? They might not know the fandom that you're cosplaying as, and they may, you might, they might not know the fandom that they're cosplaying as. So if you give them some obscure quote, like, I was Marin from Dress Up Darling, and some guy asked me on a date, and I had this panic attack that I just didn't remember this as being part of my manga or my anime, and I was just like, nope, this is just weird as fuck. And <laughs> so it's like, please don't, we're kind of like snakes, don't scare the cosplayers or like spiders, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. So it's just like, figure out what somebody's level of enjoyment is in their in that fandom before you just kind of like bombard them uh and yeah like we went with our friend uh king is a furry and that's also a whole nother don't touch the furries unless you ask nicely we're gonna sidestep that one that's a whole different (laughs) yeah that's like they have extra rules i've got a 
I've got an addendum to your cosplay thing. Oh, Cosplaying as Deadpool does not give you an excuse to be a dick. To, yeah, to be a dick or to touch other people yeah. at all. Like, agreed. Not okay. And then also, yeah, well, just drink water. Please don't pass out because you were running around as Luffy sh- and you forgot to drink water for eight hours and you've locked your knees for doing pictures. I can't tell you how many times I've seen just people pass out in cosplays or like there was an oppa, like a full giant oppa at Akon. It was glorious, but that person must have just God, I bet that was hot died. as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's like just drink water. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Well, and I'm glad we're kind of starting on cosplay because it's an area that not a lot of people have, I guess, experienced and they don't understand like the ins and outs and what's going on with that. And the the big phrase that gets thrown around a lot that I really like is cosplay is not consent, mm-hmm. right? Like cosplay is not consent. That doesn't mean you get to touch them. It doesn't mean you get to fiddle with the prosthetics and that does not entitle you to a free picture. Um, And I think my big kind of rules of thumb are always, again, you got to start off and you got to ask, hey, can I take a picture? And you know what? If they say no, that means no. And there's so many people at the conventions that just don't seem to get that. My second rule of thumb, and it's almost more like a guideline, if you are taking a picture with a dope cosplay and you want to be in it, right? Um, there was one, I think it was a Denver Comic Con, where it was the best Skull Kid Majora's Mask cosplay I'd ever seen. And I wanted to be in it. You don't necessarily have to do the, the stone cold, like old school picture style where you wrap your arms around each other and you do the picture, drop a really out there, high energy pose, right? Be kneeling in the front, throwing rocker signs, sticking your tongue out because a better picture all the way around. You're going to like it better. It feels better. And then you don't have to worry about like, was it weird? I had my arm around the Sephiroth in this picture. Well, and you can also then let the cosplayer pl- pose in their cosplay. Like a lot of Zoros will pull out their swords or, you know, the guy yeah. with the big cannon arms and all 87 different manga. Like, you can let them do their sweet pose. Because I can promise you, yeah. they fucking practiced. Okay, hold oh, yeah. on. With the, the, yeah, I did this for like I, 30 minutes in the mirror to make sure I could what? get my little peace sign right. Did I just hear, there's, there's still Zoros at conventions? And do they dress like oh, Antonio Banderas Zoro? Or like... No, no, no. Roranora Zoro. Roranora Roanora Zoro Thank from you. One Piece. That's oh. like rear wheel drive to me. I hate that. Like, just roar. See, here's my thing. <laughs> you sound no, like a starting car. You're like, ruh, 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 ruh. <laughs> it's like Apollo Anten. Oh, no, 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 no. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. I, this is, this is what I was. Ruh, 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 Edward. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Ryan's absolute favorite scene from anime of all time ever. Yeah. (laughs) I have more memes from that freaking scene from Brotherhood on my phone than I I care to admit. It's ridiculous. I do have have a very important do for Comic-Con behavior, especially in related to cosplay. Ask cosplayers about their costume. Oh yeah. Fact. I have never seen joy light up in people's faces. Like this guy had a working Iron Man suit. The deals like glowed. It made sounds like the motorized sounds when he moved. His helmet opened and closed. It was, it was amazing. The eyes lit up. It was great. And like I asked him all kinds of questions. I was like, "How did you get the little motors to mount in there? Did you 3D print this? Like, did you get it as a kit? Did you shape all this stuff yourself? Like, 
tell me about your CAD file. Like, mm-hmm. and then, what went into this? And, like, yeah, that dude talked to me for, like, 45 minutes about all the little things that he had to do to make this work. And I was like, that's freaking amazing. Oh, yes. yes. Well, so, see, yeah. uh, I think it was Denver three years ago. I don't know. COVID made time not real. Um, I was up. I was in Denver going to the Denver Comic-Con. I was helping Meg out at her booth. I mean, and five there, years ago, Ryan. Was it five years ago? Gross. I've lost all kinds of time. Um, there was a particular cosplay, and this girl, I don't remember what it was from. I don't. I didn't recognize it, but it was like an angel cosplay, right? She was in kind of like a steampunk outfit, but had these big angel wings. And they were fully articulated. They could pick up. They could curl around her, um, all controlled with like something cool to do with wiring. wires on her hand. Yeah. And it was... Oh, it was amazing. And I must have talked to her, like Travis said, I must have talked to her for half an hour. I've been like, how did you even do that? And it is it bananas. Is, yeah, absolutely. But I will say, if you are in a giant cosplay, I love your cosplay. Please don't walk down tiny aisles in your giant cosplay. There were at least three people in those giant Among Us inflatable outfits, all just walking down really tiny aisles, just like bumping people left and right. And I was like, I if, get it. But like, bring a change of clothes. If Yeah, I'll say, if you're going to wear that two things, either bring a change of clothes or have a spotter. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have like, a Like, have a little... Yeah, have a little group of people that kind of like waddle around you to keep you from like it's, knocking things over in your gigantic can't see. It's kind of like the oversized load going down the freeway where you have like two trucks on either side, just making yeah. sure that you're not scraping any rails. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exact. That's exactly it. Well, it's that actually falls into a good thing that I tell everybody. Right, if you're wanting to get into cosplay but you're nervous, find a group. Cause I guarantee you have a group of friends that might be going to the same convention that all want to try it out. And a group cosplay is always a big hit. Um, the Albuquerque comic con, the, the first year they did it, there was a group of people that came as Jawas from star Wars and they got all over the CW because they were Jawas stealing the CW logo sign. And it's amazing. Do a group cosplay. Me and my buddy ugly have been planning a big group cosplay where we're going to all dress up as creep from league of legends and follow around all of the League of Legends heroes that we can find at Comic-Con. <laughs> it's it's going to be a delight. So I guarantee you, you can get a group cosplay together. Have some fun with it. Or you can um, do super Project, simple ones. It's called Project Winion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that kind of falls into the handler thing, right? Where if you are going to be wearing a complex costume, one that's really large or uses stilts or inflatables or whatever, get a couple friends to help you spot, to help you move around. And kind of like you were saying, don't go to the merchant rows in these giant costumes. Like they're already crammed enough. People are wanting to shop. And while it's great, it's dope. Just don't shop in it. Well, that yeah. Is a, is a good way to go. A lot of the times, like I, I say this more from like Acon and at the San Diego Comic-Con, people were in much larger outfits, but the aisles were larger to accommodate them. Like Acon, mm-hmm. it was maybe triple this it was like a double the size of a costco maybe triple the size of a uh grocery store aisle so it it's maybe four or five love, people abreast i love the very american version of like it was like two or three times the size of a costco we'll literally use anything besides the metric system at this point what about i don't even know how much it was <laughs> the in aisles 
it's the, six I, the aisles were only like 13 corgis wide <laughs> like, you could just you could only get one inflatable kirby outfit down the aisle if that gives you any idea of how big they were but like so it's a unit of measure but i mean like they have like the really so one of the other things is like what brings you to go to these conventions because i know in uh when we were talking about kind of what i do for bungie you had talked about um in a previous episode you know would bungie ever go back to like packs or would they like e3 is kind of dying you know what do people actually go for um and i know mine are different for like different things like i go to packs because i kind of want to see pre-releases of games i want to try demoing games you can demo a lot of board games there it's a really nice place to just kind of like try things i'm not necessarily going to packs for cosplay but like if i go to a comic-con then i'm going for cosplay if i go to blizzcon i'm going for cosplay i'm going for the panels you know i want to uh acon you know i'm going for the fan art that i can't typically get online like this sweet hat i'm just gonna keep pointing Bliss. to this hat oh, the entire time it's just this blizzcon hat. has some uh, of the best cosplay yeah it like oh absolutely the Sylvanases so I've seen there are just chef's kiss. So good. Yeah. And just... the, the person that did the primeval, oh, like Diablo yes. primeval cosplay that was quadrupedal was freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like the thing was so good. But guess what? He's you not know, shopping does... in it or they're not shopping yeah. in it. Whoever they are. No, not... They got yeah, a little they're, they're bag the... and they're going up and down the rows. Right. It's so... the, the people that dress up in the full like animatronic alien that are just that are optimus prime walking down <laughs> you know but it does bring up a, a a key point because being at a convention is a little bit different from being at any other major major like event right generally everything has been designed for this kind of traffic so you can stop and look at stuff and you brought up you know the renaissance fair and while there is a lot of cosplay there you don't get a lot of these like giant stilted or animatronic cosplays and I think that everybody that goes to a major, like a Comic-Con in San Diego or, or any of the, the big comic conventions or similar fair, you got to realize that it goes both ways, right? The cosplayers need to be more aware of their surroundings. Don't shop in your giant you know, Optimus Prime costume. But also those of us that are not in cosplay need to be more aware of how we move and what we're doing. That way we're not stepping on prosthetics. We're not tearing anything. You know, we're, nothing gets damaged. And so extra care and extra, I guess, awareness is needed at a, at a Comic-Con, which gives me a second to call out what I consider absolute Comic-Con heroes. I, I hope more people listen to this and start doing it, and that's the Comic-Con clerics, where it's the people that are walking around with, you know, needle and thread and hot glue guns and rubber bands. And ah, the, the repair booth. A, yeah. Super glue. Yeah. Well, and uh, my buddy Big Joe, he's getting ready to go to one in Denver, and that's his whole thing. He's like, I'm not going in cosplay. I'm going to wear a big sign on my shoulders that say... Uh, I forget what his gimmick was at the time, but that's all he's doing is he's going to be a mobile like repair station where he's just loaded with stuff to give away to help people repair costumes. He can cosplay as a handyman in another world. <laughs> right. There you go. That's a super cute anime. Uh, just that. Uh, yes. My favorite slice of life theme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my go-to anytime you bring up like anime. I was like, ah, yes. Slice of life. Like You know me better. It's life. an isekai. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everything's uh, slice of life anime. That's just how I'm categorizing everything. Ah, Dragon Ball Super, my favorite slice of life anime. <laughs> okay. I do have a few that, that really need to get brought up whenever we... Like, we need to do a whole section on just panels and attending panels, because I think there's a big list of stuff that people ignore in that. But as far as the cosplay goes... Sorry, Eric, go ahead. Okay, so being the non-cosplay person here... Um, and con person, we figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently... Like, I never was one tasting, a not a con. Anyways, so... <laughs> Um, I, you what defines a con, <laughs> Ryan? You gotta Google. Oh, oh, stand by for Titan Ball. Hold on, uh, I'm bringing it up. All right, yeah, hold on. No, I, this is important. I apparently, I I skipped the story. Eric skips the fandom. I mean, you know. On a serious note, so in regards to cosplay, one thing that's always like it hasn't held me back. One thing I've always seriously considered before even attempting to attend a cosplay is how true to the anime do people really have to be like in regards to it like are people very forgiving if like you try to do your outfit and like you can't get it perfect in or not even quite close and then the second part to that is how do people feel when you you kind of do like a fan animation type thing like where people always do those fan things so like you kind of take the anime and spin it your own way into something totally different i want to start with clark only because it's her topic um, and just kind of get yeah. her input on it. Get wrecked, Ryan. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I have legit seen what I'm going to call the basicest of anime. And it was, once again, Roar Norizoro. And the dude had a white shirt on and a little green belt. And that was it. And I was like, fuck yeah, Zoro! High five! And he went to the One Piece meetup. He took a picture with all the One Piece, like, characters Nobody tried to kick them out. Like, you don't, you could just wear, like, I've, I have uh, cosplayed as an NPC where the entire day I just had, like, three lines where I'm just like, I'm so happy to be at the con. It's a great day to be at the con. What a wonderful day to be at the con. (laughs) And that's, like, all I said. Uh, Also, hands down, one of my favorite cosplays of all time was a quest giver at, uh, he had the little exclamation mark. And he's just in a blue robe and he had these like little scrolls and scrolls meant really nothing. But there was another dude who was his friend with a little question mark to turn in the scroll. And if you gave him the scroll, he gave you a bar of soap. Fucking loved it. Oh my God. It was the best thing ever. And they were just like little chunks of soap. Uh, And then I've also seen people do what they have is they have their fandom, but they create a character within that world. So, you know, yeah, it's like, this person would live in the One Piece universe, but I ate, you know, the wood, wood fruit, which I'm assuming it might actually be a fruit. And, you know, uh, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a real one from the show. I know. That's what I'm just like, I'm only on episode 350. I have, I've got a lot more fruit. <laughs> yeah, like 6,000 more to go. <laughs> yeah. I was like the book, book fruit, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so like people <laughs> the are plot, super. plot fruit. <laughs> The plot hole fruit is really what it's called. Uh, So like people are super receptive. If you're just like, yeah, this is kind of like my persona in that world. I have yet to ever see or run into anybody who had an issue with that. Or, you know, you could be goth Luffy for all like, I don't know why I'm stuck on one piece, probably because I just saw a ton of one piece cosplayers. But like, if you wanted to be cyberpunk Luffy, fucking go for it like it's just cool to see and nobody's nobody's gonna shame you 
Yeah, nobody's going to dog you for it. Yeah. Well, and actually, to build on what Clark was saying, you know, you go to a comic convention, I have found that people are very, very receptive to any level of cosplay, from the simplest to the most complex. It's when you start being a dick about it that people get, get uppity. You know, and there was a really famous thing floating around in the meme verse for a while of a guy that was, you know, really just tooting his own horn at how great his uh, Joker cosplay was. And he put up a shame picture of someone else that was trying and didn't quite, you know, you could tell it was a, a money issue, right? And the response was overwhelmingly what you would find at any convention, where they just start really unloading on this pompous jackass for being a dick. And some of the best cosplays I've seen, and there's been a lot more people doing very similar fare here recently, are the ones that are clever more than they are complex. The the couple yeah. that would dress up as Batman's parents and run up and fall down in front of every Batman cosplay they could find mm-hmm. was hilarious. It was great. As long as you handle it where... The Uncle Ben's in front of all the Spider-Men, yes. Yes. Um, You know, and there's something to be said about having everybody's cosplay be a little bit different because then you can do the Spider-Man pointing meme with three different Spider-Men. One of my very favorites that I ever saw was a a Khaleesi and Dothraki honor guard from Game of Thrones, but they were all gender inverted, but the guys didn't bother shaving. And so... You had one chick dressed as a Dothraki that was walking around with all of these Daenerys like bodyguards, these big buff dudes in Daenerys dresses, and it was glorious. Uh, to your point, my favorite aesthetic of all time that I saw all over the con, I took pictures of them, I fucking love them, is big burly men dressed as Anya from Spy Family. I don't know what yes. it is. It just brings me <laughs> such unbridled joy to just see these like butch dudes with beards with the little pink wig and this and they all run up to you and ask you for peanuts and I'm like, oh, I fucking love you. So right? cute. Like, gender bend. Who cares? Like, it's a con. We're all well, weird. <laughs> yeah, that kind of leads yeah. us into the, the OC deal to wrap up the second part of your question, Eric. If you have an OC that you are passionate about, do it. Nobody cares if it's canon. It's the passion that matters. And some of the most fun I've ever had was hanging out with all the OC cosplayers at the after party as they talk about what their character would be in setting and kind of, you know, attack the uh, the universe to figure out where they would fit and if their characters would jive in, in, a, in a canon universe. So, yeah, cosplay OC, it doesn't matter. Uh, original character. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, in that, and like as far as like having it look super nice, there's a handful of options that are out there. You can find a cosplay solution pretty much in any budget range. I know a lot of people that do the super extravagant one is years of work. That stuff with the wings, the articulated arms, the lights and LED boards and stuff that go into it takes them years to assemble that kind of stuff, right? And to get it just right. And it's a cosplay they're going to wear over and over again. But you also have the people that look at characters and go, okay, here's something that I enjoy. I can build it on a budget and it can be ready shortly. I can buy most of the pieces, tweak what I need, and then off you go, right? You have a lot of those, uh, I mean, just, you know, the hundreds of thousands of anime and video game characters that you can look at and go, I need a pair of overalls, some black paint to simulate oil or whatever, a t-shirt, and some, like, kids' wrenches inside a tool belt. Because you can't take actual like real tools yeah, into the comic no weaponizable so, like, material. Yes, yeah. 
another oh. do is always check what you're allowed to do with your mm. cosplay weapon and make sure you check it and don't be mad when they put a little tag on it like that's safety for everybody i un- like we had a guy actually try and take like a working spud gun in and i was like dude that could blow some like that could blow a hole in someone if you put a rock in it like why would you ever consider that you know i think it was five six years ago they had the big crackdown on cosplay weapons right and so you weren't allowed to bring in even obviously fake weapons like you couldn't that was right after jason david frank got attacked with a sword because that other dude thought that he could actually fight him off with a sword because he was crazy but the fandoms will back this kind of thing you start looking at stuff that happened at the denver comic-con Everybody that was coming in is, you know, a death stroke or a kill shot or a Marine or a, a Halo Spartan. They would put bananas in their holster. And I thought that was freaking great. And so the fandoms will back this up with an ongoing joke. Eric, I'm going to let you go. I have another one to kind of go okay. to your you don't really have to try hard. Uh, one of my favorite cosplays. Okay, because I have a whole nother question, though. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to do mine yeah. real fast. Uh, w- once again, from One Piece, because that's apparently all on my mind, is uh, Ace. Dude just had an Ace hat and wore a donut hole costume. Yeah, ah. there you go. <laughs> so good. He brought Premium. devastation yeah. to so many people at that con and just like $20. Oh, so good. I so saw him good. and I was like, aww. But like... <laughs> Okay, so, so this okay, yes, sorry. Kind, kind of an in-depth question, sort of, I think. Oh, okay, here we go. So in regards to these people with like the super uber costumes, so I know that cons last like two or three days. Now, the first part of the Between question is time. usually they wear that like every single day. So I imagine they have to take it off, shower, and then put it back on. Um, so I would think that it might be kind of tricky to like keep it perfect every time so do they usually do like the panels for like best costume day one or do they do them day three so yeah those are the two questions all right so your 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 parade of costumes is always going to be day one right the first and that's not like the pre-day so they're usually like a friday saturday sunday um friday is not the day that they do the parade of costumes it's the first thing saturday morning that way, these people with these super duper extravagant ones, they can go down. They've, uh, I know the Dallas Fan Expo does this really well. Albuquerque did it really poorly. Their little parade of costumes yeah. was atrocious uh, because they didn't, they didn't have any rules. People were stopping to get photos of them as they were trying to go down this deal. They were interrupting the judging panel for it. It was terrible. But um, Dallas Fan Expo has this roped off area. You walk down a red carpet. People line up with their cameras so you go every few feet you strike a pose snap your picture you walk a few more feet at the end they have the little judging panel and they rate it if you're part of the competition if you just want to be in the parade you can also just be in the parade if you don't want to have that pressure of having like a competition costume or whatever so yeah day one first thing on saturday is usually the parade of costumes and that's when the people go super duper extravagant and then you'll see like minor ones throughout the day probably the ones that aren't quite so extravagant maybe if somebody's really trying to flex they'll wear the super fancy one throughout the day but you probably won't see them two days in a row in it well and the big kicker is just what we were talking about earlier right these get hot and so you look at the way denver does it denver generally will have their parade of costumes and again travis is right they're almost always on the saturday for a three-day event 
Um, and I've seen it happen where it's first thing in the morning or I've seen it happen where it's sunset. It's in the evening, right? You go through all the panels, you get a chance to go shopping and then you and your entourage, because anybody that's doing a giant costume like that, they have help. And if you don't, you should have help where then you'll get up, you'll get it ready. And that's where you can get all the cool pictures, right? Is when they're waiting for the event to start. And so, yeah, that is not something where you're going to actually pull an 11-hour day inside Optimus Prime, barring a few really elite people. Yeah, there's there's some dedicated, like, I've seen a lot of um, uh, slutty pyramid heads in some very high heels, like dragon swords, and I'm like, bless you, because I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you're going, to, are you going to Dallas Fan Expo this year? Uh, no. Oh, I don't know who weekend, it was. Right? The two... oh, it is this weekend. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, I missed tickets too. Sad. Yeah, work. We, work in life. We missed the rule number one: buy your tickets beforehand. Yep. Uh, yeah, buy your tickets beforehand. But like, uh, so Dallas Dallas Fan Expo has. Uh, speaking of Pyramid Head, a jacked dude that does Pyramid Head, Damn. and it's terrifying because he paints the whole body up. Mm-hmm. He does a really good job with the like fake blood coming down. He had essentially just like the clear tubes coming from underneath the pyramid head into like across his chest to make it look like the blood dripping down when he did the parade. Yeah. He like this person put a ton of work into it. And like I said, absolutely terrifying because with the big pyramid hat on, I'm guessing probably close to eight feet tall. Holy shit. Okay. With all of it. So this dude had to have been six, eight, you know, had the big boots on to give him a few more inches too. But yeah, this dude, like, this is the same guy. If he, if uh... he wasn't working on the cosplay, he was at the gym. This guy was freaking (laughs) jacked. Well, and this is the same guy that had the nurses, right? He did it it a few years ago where he had like three or four nurses that went around as a group cosplay with him. And yeah, that's, it's amazing. It's a spotters right there. Yeah. It's the spotters. That's exactly what it is. But Dude, like it's huge. A lot of the bigger ones like BlizzCon will have it almost in a stadium where the cosplayers will get up on stage, show themselves. And that's going to be like your professional ones. They are, you know, selling you the books on how to build the cosplay. They have Patreon They designed pages. the CAD files. Yeah, like like the Iron Man one. Like that's that's almost like their business as, as well as passion. Uh, so a lot of them will have that. And then like even Akon had kind of, instead of doing that little walk, they had, uh, almost a panel or a time where you could go and show it off. And then at PAX, they have like a little squared off section where they have a little security guard. I can't even call them security guards, ushers. Um, and like, if you're in a cosplay, you can go there for a few hours and just kind of take pictures with people, but they make sure nobody loiters in the area unless you're in like a cosplay. So it kind of keeps them away from people just clumping up in the aisles and also gives you the opportunity for you to go get your picture with that cosplay. And those are typically like, like they said, either early to midday Saturday, because after that, like some of the makeup and some of the painting just takes hours and well, wigs know, and are the, itchy. The, it's a good chance. These are basic rules that everybody should follow at Comic-Con. We talked about most of these already, but these are especially important for the people that are trying to wear these massive or ornate costumes. And that's make sure you are well cleaned and groomed. 
because you are going to sweat. It's going to be hot and it's a tight back, you know, tightly packed group of people all day long. So make sure you are well cleaned and groomed, wear your deodorant. And the one everybody always forgets, especially when you're wearing a complex costume is drink some freaking water. Hey, I already said drink water. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. We I, talked about all these, right? You're a plant. I never touched this stuff. Fish, yeah. fish fucking it. <laughs> There's water and coffee the and beer. You're not uh, wrong, beer. and that's what makes me sad. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many people that I watch every year. There's at least six at every convention that they just don't. And you end up, you got collapses, you got, you know, damaged costumes, health issues. Because people just don't drink water. Or and, eat. You know, those of you paying it. Or Bring eat, snacks. Yeah, but, for those of you paying attention or will see the video of this, that wasn't water in the jug. That is a big thing of gin. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing but gin. That's the um, only other clear liquid you can think So what clear, I, clear liquids are healthy for you. <laughs> so the big thing I've learned from this, if you can't make the Saturday Comic-Con, don't bother with going to the Sunday because it's not quite the same because it seems like a lot of people probably aren't to the T's. Know that so, just know the schedule. If what you want to see yeah. is on Saturday, just go on Saturday. If you're interested in seeing a bunch of stuff, obviously get the full weekend pass. Um like I said, I if the big thing that interests you is like the professional level cosplayers, yeah, go the day that they're gonna do the big show for the the cosplay stuff. If you're just out there to check out like Artist Row, maybe meet some of the like actors, actresses, whatever, whoever the guests are. Or if the panels that you want to attend are all on a Sunday, just go on a Sunday. Uh, sometimes they have really great panels on Friday afternoon, which is weird because I sat down on one of them where they talked to the like the approvaling authorities for Warhammer 40k lore because that is an entire branch at Games Workshop is to people mm-hmm. to make sure stuff is at least within a reasonable approximation of canon. Uh, before they get published and stuff. And so they talked about like the process they go through for vetting stuff before it gets approved as Warhammer lore. And that was on like a Friday afternoon. Well, and a lot of conventions will actually separate it between Saturday and Sunday, where you have the the costume and the screenings and a lot of the more high energy, you know, fair throughout the Saturday. And then Sunday you get a lot of the panels and interviews and and that kind of stuff where it's a little bit more low key because a lot of these, especially like the actors and the voice actors and stuff, they can't be signing autographs all day Saturday and then immediately go into a panel. And so you'll get autograph day and panel day separated. And so me, I always buy a three D three day pass, but that's because if I'm going to make an investiture to to do a con, I'm I'm going to do the full thing. You know, if you're going to do something wrong, do it right. And so... do it super wrong. <laughs> Uh, I will say a lot of the times, like these Acons, their weekend pass is the same price, if not like $10 more than a day pass. So it's just kind of like almost at that point to Ryan's comment, like if you're going to do it, just kind of do it. If if it's that big of a disparity now, like when you look at packs, it's $67 a ticket. I think I just got the email for it or like two fourteen for the date or for the full weekend pass. But that's thursday through monday i think uh but also if you're like packs my friends and i will just do uh saturday monday and take sunday off in between and that's super nice and i always love going on like the last day why because i'm a deal hunter and they don't want to take that shit home 
they want to give me all their exactly I right. have like ten extra large Overwatch t shirts and uh, yeah. a few Borderlands t shirts because the guy's like, I don't want to take these home. We leave in an hour. And I was like, Hell yeah. So I just have all these t shirts from it. And it's like it's a lot more chill if you get anxious around big crowds like Sundays are typically a better day to go. You can still experience it, but it's not as overwhelming. Uh, and like they also, the others said, you know, a lot of the times the panels will be different on Sunday or, you know, you might not have been able to get into one on Saturday. We tried to go to a YouTube uh, one. It was just packed on Saturday. It was like 12 people on Sunday. Uh, so it's, it's a different vibe, but like, yeah, if you're going for cosplay, just check to see when the schedule is. The it, Another little thing, if you're going to wait in line for anything, and this is like panels, the whatever, the parade or whatever, double whatever the wait time is. So if they mm. tell you, oh, it's about an hour for Fact. this line, expect it to be two. If they say, hey, it's two hours to get to the front line, expect it to be four literally double any waiting time that they tell you because i i'm an autograph junkie and i don't get them to resell so i always have them personalize it because that's what i want so like i have a handful of autographs i have uh you know anara from firefly i have also i have alan tudyk wash from uh, firefly i've got his autograph as well oh, nice. chuck norris um just <gasps> so i chuck could Norris's autograph. i I got to meet Chuck Norris and talk to him for like a solid like ten minutes. The dude is he unhinged is super... as everyone believes me to believe? Everyone leads me to believe. He's, there we go. he's super humble. He's very religious. Uh, I have so is, many fans. His prerogative memories but... of him, Chuck Norris jokes yeah, in he... the Baron in early two right. thousands. Porter John's during deployment. He, he's a. <laughs> Which is where all the you best writing happens. Um, <gasps> Next he's, episode, he's actually Chuck Norris super... jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he's super humble. Like he was very, he was very humble. I was like, man, it's amazing all the things that you've done. He's like, oh, you just work hard. Like, that's all <laughs> it is. Like, I, yeah. yeah, he was like, I just, you know, he was also the one I watched a, like a video he did where he's like, everything requires sacrifice. It doesn't matter what it is. Some things require the sacrifice of money. Some things require the sacrifice of time. Some things require the sacrifice of like your body. And he was like, I. I, I put in the dedication. He was like, you know, looking back on it. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had spent a little more time with my wife. Sometimes I wish I had spent a little more time pursuing things that I truly loved, but I knew if I wanted to do something, I needed to dedicate all the way to it. And it would cheapen the experience if I didn't put my all into it. Cause I didn't want to look back with regrets. And I was like, I get that. And so that's kind of one of those things, you know, Arnold has that Arnold Schwarzenegger had the same outlook. He's like, don't, don't go in for, he calls it Mickey mouse shit, which is a German. <laughs> like Austrian saying, which is like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's kitty stuff. Like if you're going to go in to do this, do it. Like yeah. he gets, he yells at people for being on their phone at the gym. Like it's amazing. So, nice. okay. I have to know another con thing since I need to be educated. Um, so in regards to like autographs, I've always been super curious. So I have a bunch of like athletes autographs and they already know that half the time you're inebriated because you're at a sporting event. So they could kind of deal with it and move on, and it's hilarious. Um, but what what's it like when you're dealing with? Because at sporting events, the lines aren't as long as comic cons and stuff like that. So at comic con, like I've seen a lot, like they seem like they're huge, like in videos and shit like that. So like, what is the proper etiquette? Like, if you have two things you want autographed, or if you have like if you want to get a picture, 
and an autograph like you is, do you sign up ahead of time yeah. do you yes like, what is it you oh, purchase okay. purchase your ticket ahead of time yes. for, especially for the photo ops you always purchase your ticket yep. ahead of time Every for time. a photo op um you mm-hmm. also pay like I think it's per autograph. Sometimes they do it like you get a ticket and they sign some stuff. But if they think you're having them sign too many things, they just shoo you off. And they're like, he'll after this one, he's done. Um, Because they manage the time because speed kills on that one. So know exactly what you want them to put on it. Right. Of course, be polite and be courteous. Obviously, say thank you and stuff like that. You know, that's yeah. Don't be a dick. Uh, Even if you're paying for a ticket, it doesn't give you right to be an asshole. Um, But yeah, like. I get really frustrated by the people that like want to sit there and like chit chat with them. And I was like, I get you're meeting a, like you're meeting somebody you idolize in some way, shape or form. And I get that you want to do that. It's like, there's other people that you need to consider behind you. that are waiting in line. This person only has a set amount of time for them to sign autographs. They have somebody there managing them every once in a while. You get guys like Alan Tudyk. That'll just be like, no, I won't like, just bring me a sandwich to the table. I'm not going to do my designated lunch. He did. He did. He was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I was going through, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, for my father." And he like he would sign your shit, and like would you know was wave and like was laughing about it, you know, making jokes that he had a big mouthful of peanut butter, um, which is great because you have those guys that are that curious, but they're not like they're not required to stay there until that line is done. So just get your autographs and then and then move on. You know, say the highs. How are you? Say hey, it's great. I loved you in this. Whatever. Be complimentary. Maybe make a little small talk. As soon as that autograph is done, get the hell out of the way because there's a thousand people behind you that also want an autograph. Yeah, see, I've never had to buy a pre a pre ticket, so I've always like uh, at uh, Anime Frontier we got uh, the voice actor for Ichigo um, got his signature. Uh, I was I was talking about the photos. Oh yeah, no, in this yeah, line, you, like you pay in advance for the photos. Not here, not at that one. At this one, you waited in line, and then when you got to a halfway point, they gave you, like, a sticky note and had kind of an idea of what you wanted to get done. And then, like, the booth that was leading up to him was really long, and it had all of, like, the voices he had acted for, like, all of the characters. If you wanted to buy a piece of merch to have him sign it right there, and then, like, the lady... um, would ask you what you wanted in that instance. So like we got up and I was like, oh, we want two signatures and, you know, a photo or something like that. And then you would get charged. She'd be like, okay. And then you'd get a receipt, hand your receipt to the handler. And then the handler would kind of be like, okay, you get two signatures and a photo, but we didn't have to buy a ticket for the photo preemptively. Uh, He was super nice. He did like the Bankai yell for a few people who asked him. Oh, I'm jelly. Yeah. I want Chuck Norris's photo. So, just so everyone knows, stick my face so on Travis it. is holding uh, up so- a picture of him and Chuck Norris. We'll throw it up. We'll try to see if he'll take a picture of it, and we'll throw it on on some social media so yeah, people we'll, can see. It. But yeah, we'll I think I think to each I think each event is going to be different. But once again, they have apps now just log in and figure out like what it is. And also don't be shocked if the signature is stupid expensive. Like I have gotten signatures for $5 and then I've gotten in line and found out the signature was $60. And I was like, well, I've already waited an hour. So here's $60, sir. Uh, It's so most, like, you know, most Comic Cons are getting that. pretty good about posting that online. Yeah. yeah. On, a lot yeah, of them are better, but like, in. there's a chance. Or, you know, sometimes yeah. if they're specialized, they'll make you pay by word if they're super long because it's time. 
and I'm being in finance, I sit there and I count how many people are in line, assume each of them is getting a $60 or $60 signature. And I'm like, man, this bitch is sitting here making 35 grand every hour. I want to be. Well, so and the big I want to sign autographs. For yeah. That. I was like, I'll set up a booth. So my pro tip for anybody looking at the autograph row kind of thing is always the fact that do not be afraid to ask a convention like staff member what the protocol is mm-hmm. because you will find every which way to do it under the under the sun. Denver is absolutely horrible about some of the, you know, guests are you have to pre-purchase William Shatner was the worst of it. You had to pre-purchase everything to get in to see the Shat. And I saw his one man was... show. It was really good. Yeah. But some of the other ones, you could just get in line and and you could deal with what you were purchasing and what you wanted when you got to their Mm -hmm. table by talking to their handler. You know, so in in Denver, getting in to see William Shatner or uh, Lou Ferrigno or Felicia Day, everything was hyper organized because it was handled by their individual agencies. Whereas I was really stoked to see Elena Huffman from Stargate and I didn't have to worry about it till I got up to her booth. And so ask a staff member what is going on and you know what to add on to that pro tip for everybody don't just look for autographs from the guests there one of my favorite things to do is go to artists row purchase a couple prints you think are dope and ask the artist to sign them because i have a couple now the artists have gotten huge and that signature is so hard to get and i got it for free by asking politely so (laughs) yeah as long as you're not standing in the middle of of the aisle yeah, right. don't yeah, stand in the middle of the aisle ever. Like, there's two lanes yeah. of traffic. Stick to it. To to go on with Ryan, like on the special rules uh, for Dallas Comic Con uh, or Fan Expo, I should say, because it's not actually Comic Con. Uh, they did uh, Tim Curry and Val Kilmer and Lou Ferrigno all had very particular rules uh, when you went and got their autograph. I know Tim Curry's was not to speak to Tim Curry directly, which was a weird rule, but whatever. It's Tim Curry, man. Like, (laughs) yeah, I had somebody, somebody like cash apped me money to go get Tim Curry's autograph. So I just like, that was what I did on my Saturday after. Cause there was no panels I wanted to see on that Saturday. They did the fun Warhammer one on Friday. Saturday was my autograph hunting day. Um, And then Sunday I went to like more panels and different stuff. But yeah, I, I just, sat in line and got autographed and they were like don't speak directly to tim curry and like my first thought was like god why but i'm like eh. like i don't know. <laughs> like, don't look him in the eye or feed him after midnight don't, don't, don't yeah look and then like the, the, eye. <laughs> the other weird one was at the albuquerque comic-con i think ryan was in line with me and they were like don't flex at lou ferrino and i'm like <laughs> yeah. why would i like that dude's way bigger than me why am i gonna try and flex on him like the guy's don't like mr olympia Frigno. like yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i just no, what is fact. it i was like yeah, what happened for that to be a problem? Like, why is this a rule? What is it you called know, when people wanna... kind of like pump flex you, where they're just like, huh. like it's called bow. It, that's called bowing up. Yeah, bowing, bowing up. 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 Don't bow up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm not going to do that. The man's gigantic. You know, I am going to interject here on like the weird rules side of things. And again, call it a pro tip. Call it advice. Whatever. I want to talk about the panels for a minute because there is etiquette. Good. At the that's panels, what I was going to ask you about. And. I have a couple big ones that I just I want to just shout your question as loud as you can while somebody's talking like don't wait in line just 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 scream your truth to the room run up and grab the mic double down double down that's 
So my number one, like, call it a pet Push that little kid advice. out of the way. Yeah. I have a horrible panel doing... story I'm excited to share with you. Yeah. If you are doing an open questions panel and you are lucky enough to get selected to ask your question, please don't be one of these people that drop some bonkers awkward statement about like you know i asked my mom who my dad was and she just showed me a picture of you is that true because that will kill the energy at a panel so fast you may think it's hilarious don't do it it's a trick just if you're gonna ask a question have a legitimate question and be patient about it i finally like as far as bad panel things one of the panels that i was super stoked to get into was a nathan fillion panel who is just one of my all-time favorites waited forever to get into it and i didn't get to ask my question I, I got passed over for a guy who got the last question of the panel that asked something like that where it's like oh are you actually my father to la la lol and oh it's it's irked on me since then so don't be one of these people that make things super awkward speaking of super awkward panels uh, we were talking to our friend about like what her worst one was, and she was saying that they were super drunk. Also, if you're going to be drunk at a Comic Con, like do it in the evening when everyone's yeah. gone. Like, it's not a rave. It's like, like don't look at your to, way, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to, like Eric was talking about the sporting events earlier, right? And I wanted to just scream at him. Nobody's getting drunk at 10 a.m. at a Comic Con. Or hot. Um, <laughs> And in-, in fact, there's you don't even buy beer. There's no alcohol served at most of these events. Yeah, like, I was going to say. not that kind of affair. Oh, yes, there is. You and- should come to the Dallas Fanics, yeah. bro. There's beer booths, baby. PAX <laughs> well, has a the beer one, party, that's a but you can't roam around with it. But, like, don't get plastered. Uh, no. Don't get plastered. You can be tipsy. Yeah, fine. You can be mildly high. I don't care if I you giggle while you walk past me, but don't be, like, just out of your mind. Uh but she mentioned that they were they there was a vor panel uh which if you don't know what that is google it with safe search and i yeah. guess the panel didn't show up like they just didn't show up and some guy grabs his laptop what a what panel vor vor trust me you better be in incognito mode when you yeah. google this so <laughs> panel doesn't show up some guy decides to take over from the audience, gets his laptop out, has like all of these files, and then starts leading the panel. Please don't lead a panel. If a panel's not there, it is not your time to shine and make your own panel. Yeah. Like you, you're not making friends doing that item. So that's like my favorite awkward panel story that I've ever heard. Because like I've seen the awkward questions, but I've never seen someone not only take over a panel, but like take over that kind of panel. Yeah, but this Just like, dude... guys, this is the day I've prepared for my entire life. Hit the, the only thing that's... This dude's got a story for The forever. only thing that's getting... Like, that's awesome. The only thing that's that's getting brought up is uh, variable oxygen regulation panel? Good. Good. Um, uh, type in uh, like... for kink. No, okay, let's not talk about that on here. So, anyway... Spell, spell that with an E, do you? <laughs> V-O-R-E? I actually, I think it is V-O-R-E. Yeah. But on a for real note, the guy's got a story forever, though. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind yeah, of cheesy and stuff. True. And like, and, like, you could, anybody could have left that panel. And the only reason I say all this is because I would probably do something like this in an intoxicated moment at Comic-Con. 
but like on this a is for... why you don't go to comic cons <laughs> but on a for real note like he does Actually, have a great story forever i mean he probably wasn't banned i'm pretty sure he might have been banned yeah i will add to this there are a lot of comic cons and stuff that do like special parties or after parties and stuff where you might get a chance to actually hang out with some of the celebrity guests and that kind of thing. Again, this is a scenario where you really don't want to make a fool of yourself. So, you know, we were talking about the alcohol and that kind of thing. Me and Travis got to do one. I think Travis was with us in Albuquerque where they set up an after party for people that bought the VIP tickets where we actually got to hang out with the celebrities at a speakeasy. And it was a whole thing where there was a secret knock and like this uh, legit speakeasy kind of hidden in the back. And the people that were in there, there was a couple that were just getting stupid drunk. And it just ruins the experience for everybody around. Everybody can judge me. It's fine. And so we go out to the designated smoking area outside. And we're sitting there and we're having a cigarette before we're going to head into the con. And who walks out of the, the doors to have a smoke in that little area? Amelia. Sean Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus. And so we got to hang out there and have a cigarette with the Boondock Saints, which was super dope. And so you never know when your opportunity is going to come up. Don't smoke to hang out with famous people, kids. (laughs) Yeah, don't smoke in general. Just don't do it. It's a trick. Unless you want to meet famous people at Comic-Con, then there's that chance they'll be in the smoking area with you. So You, know. you can hang out so in the smoking long- area. You don't have to smoke. Yeah, yeah. They may, they may also come visit you. Not endorse. They may also come visit you in the hospital ward when you have lung cancer. Like, <laughs> there's, well, there's that's how you meet John Cena. You know, actually, that brings <laughs> yeah. up another no, point. No, you have to be at Make-A-Wish. You have to be a kid yeah, to meet John Cena. Is the absolute If you are going to go to a panel. Yeah. He is. If you are going to go to a panel that you're going to record, try to get a seat near the back. I know it's not as good of a recording, but for those of us at the panel, I hate spinning it behind 15 people, everybody holding up their phones and forming this like wall of stuff in between. Yeah. Just the giant wall of GoPro sticks. Yeah. Then they should Uh. make a designated area for it because to be totally honest, if I'm allowed to record like wherever I'm sitting... Like the better seat I can get for all that money, is like what where I'm gonna record. Like it is, you should be courteous to an extent, but you're paying a decent amount of money for a lot of these events. So like, okay, I was like, do you think you have to pay to go to a panel? No, no, I mean like you pay to go to the event, and like if you're someone that dressed up, like you might have had to travel there, you might have had to buy your hotel. You like, there's so much that goes into it. So like, I I get why we're all all you three uh, because I haven't been are mentioning certain things and I agree with most of them. I've kind of jotted some down. We'll go over real quick at the end, but like certain things though, like if I, if I get a good seat, I'm going to, I'm going to record. Like I know it's, it's harder for the person behind me, but man, like I might not ever get another chance. Like it's probably like, have a lot of arm strength. Those are like an hour of you just yeah. holding your phone. Well, I mean, well, there's the difference. Right? I was in the because army. I stood at attention between... for ceremonies for an hour and a half before without yeah. walking my knees. So, like, I can, I can fucking do anything when I put Sorry, my mind to it. It's a hold of my phone. Yeah, I'm not good. Overhead arm well, claps. There's... Yeah, there's a difference between I'm gonna hold my phone up and record it, and 50 people all doing the same thing, so that the entire back half of the room can't even see what's going on. Oh yeah, that's what and I'm saying. Like, they should like set up an area or something because. If yeah. you, if you tell me that I could sit anywhere and I can hold my phone up, like like I said, I'm probably gonna do it just because I want to 
get that. And like, and if there's a lot of people, like there's going to be a lot of people with the same mentality because I'm sure Comic-Con probably only a third of the people are probably regulars. I would say a majority is probably just randoms that get to come that particular year. So there's going to be a lot of people that would be in the same boat as me. Like probably the only time they get to go or probably one of the few times or something like that. But they should definitely yeah, I'm trying to think. definitely do a, I don't a think special I've ever spot. Seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with them having a section to where if you wanted to record with your phone. like a splash zone. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm on board with this. Absolutely. God, I wish most of them would go to like theater style seatings. I wish they would do them in those like the lecture hall style Yeah, rooms. but those yeah, are hard to find in conventions. Up. I get it. I get those are hard to find. And then it's you got It would stairs. be convenient if there was tiered seating. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. All of them. Some of them have like little slopes. <laughs> little ramps. You can, you can recreate one of the greatest movie scenes of all time from Mac and Me. Okay, I was <laughs> waiting to see what ramps and greatest movie scene of all times was going to come out. If, with. if you guys haven't seen the Runaway Wheelchair from Mac and Me, quality cinema. I thought that you were going to say Hot Rod. In point of fact. Hot Rod and Ramps, great movie. Name a more iconic duo. Um, So speaking on panels, I I typically don't go to a ton of them when I go to cons, which apparently is uncommon. Like, what brings you guys to panels? Like, what is like? I I don't really care if I'm listening to a voice actor talk. Like, that to me isn't interesting. I guess, but like, you know there are certain categories I'll go to like game production or things of that or like fandom ones. Uh, I like listening to the writers, but is there something that you guys specifically like, Ooh, these are the types of panels I like. Ooh, I also went to an anime family feud one. That was really funny. Uh, so that's what I find entertaining. I, I like the ones about stuff that I'm passionate about. I like going and sitting in those panels. So, um, Mini Wargaming is usually one that I will always go to. Uh, I will go check out whatever 40k thing is happening. Every once in a while, I'll check out some of the other like miniatures just because I like to hear different painting tips, styles, techniques, things like that that get talked about in those. Um, Warhammer is the one that usually owns my attention for a lot of the panels because I like hearing about what's coming up on the lore, why rules have been changed. For those of you that don't know, there is usually a pretty concrete set of reasons why rules change especially in the tournament scene. So like um, those are ones that draw my attention or if it's a particular actor or movie or show or whatever that like, I really am like really into, I'll go sit in on those panels. Um, I went to the boondock saints one, but that one was not great. Yeah. It was, I think it was just after two had finished production so the only questions you were allowed to ask was like directed towards the release of this new movie, mm-hmm. which made it kind of like it was very pigeonholed on what questions you could ask. So it just kind of turned into this like, oh, uh, is so and so coming back? And they're like, we can't say that because that would be a spoiler. Next question. And like, it was just it was not great. Well, And I felt uh, bad for Norman Reedus at that panel, too, because they rolled it from Boondock Saints directly into Walking Dead. And it was it was yeah, he didn't even have to get out of his chair. Yeah. For six hours. For me, the panels fall into one of two different categories. Like you said, some, most of the time it's just a fandom, right? If there's a Firefly panel, I'm going to go. It, you know, Anything like, with tentacles. Anything with tentacles. Um, he, was at, he was at the Vore one. Uh. Yeah. 
my my other weakness are the technical panels where you get to see a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff on how they made this movie or you know behind the scenes talk on production of this comic book and so i really like the technical panels where they're you're not even really talking to any of the celebrity guests you're talking to the creators and the authors and the technical designers those those are some of the best in my opinion and kind of like travis was saying a lot of these you get a very niche fandom inside and so they're not overly packed you know lecture halls you do have a chance for questions and they're really informative and a lot of fun and so that would be kind of my go-to panel is is it a fandom of mine or is it a technical expose i i can't imagine panels would be that fun i i personally i get like they can't they can be super fun well only because like i don't oh, know yeah. as to what i'd want to get out of a panel to be told like i'd rather stand in line for signatures like autographs or you're thinking of them more as like a lecture aren't you not not so much like i I think there'd be some interaction and things like that like i've watched like i've watched the stuff on video and things like that so like when the avengers all came out and they interacted with the crowd and they had a good little time there i just personally like i don't i can't see that being super amazing like for me the cool thing would be if i could like shake someone's hand like chris evans if i go like, shake his hand get an autograph or a picture with him to me that would make my day um the panel thing so 50 50 like i don't know it, de- it depends on what one of the one of the funnest panels i went to that was hilarious was uh it was a technically like an open panel but it was dad jokes so if you dressed up as a character or there that was a parent or as a character's parent, like an anime character's parent, you got to go up on stage and tell your best dad joke. And that panel was absolutely wonderful. Some of the worst jokes I have ever heard in my entire life. And I don't recall ever laughing that hard. I'm pretty sure that one was Albuquerque, if I remember correctly. And I still think Uncle Ben stole the show. Because... Uh-oh. It was... Oh, uh, yeah. It was an amazing... It was an amazing dad joke. Well... And so some of the other panels, the ones that I really enjoy, again, going into the technical aspect, I think one of my favorite panels I've ever been to was a choreographed cinematic fighting panel. And you actually got to a chance to interact with Ray Park, who was Darth Maul in Star Wars. And watching him do that kind of stuff and walk you through like different techniques and ways to do staged or choreographed fight scenes was fantastic. Uh to Ryan's point, a lot of the ones in even Akon had a whole area where you could go and like check out a foam set of weapons and basically just go and kind of LARP around a field and whack your friends with a foam sword, kind of learn how to, you know, this is the foam weight of a battle axe. And then a lot of the times the panels will do like how to make a cosplay or like how to make cosplay armor. Those are typically the ones I go to. And I've been to so many, you'd think I'd be able to make anything at this point. But I just hold <laughs> up a PVC pipe and I go, it's a sword and call it a day. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a lot of the times they're a little bit more in think of it like a live YouTube video. But the LARPing ones I always think are fun. We go and we get shields and it's usually like before lunch and then just go whack some friends. You know, actually, I, I do a lot of the same thing because whenever I cosplay to a con, which I haven't done very often. I'm be open about that. I'm not a big cosplay guy, but I've done a couple, especially in Albuquerque and some of the ones that are closer to me. I've always been too, uh, I guess, hesitant to do an actual character, right? Like I've never gone as Malcolm Reynolds or, or dressed up as an anime character. I have done steampunk though. 
and I'll go as just a generic steampunk kind of get up. And of course you have to deal with people where it's like, oh, that's not steampunk. You just hot glued cogs onto stuff. But which again, that's a, that's a major note. Please don't just pick a fight with somebody for no reason. But I love the panels where they talk about like what inspired steampunk art and how to do cosplay and how to do X, Y, and Z. Those are fantastic. I love those panels. Also, as another don't, don't steal things off of people's cosplays. Uh, No trophies. Man, I've seen a lot of people like steal feathers off of wings or stuff like that. Or, you know, if the character has like a ton of trinkets or just like glitter, like anything with like glitter dust. Like I've seen people just like Mm -hmm. walk up and like pull stuff off. No, no, no. They worked really hard on it. Please don't steal a piece of their cosplay. Yeah, some of the worst one I've seen are people plucking leaves off of group cosplays. And yeah, like, or um, there was a Blood lot of the, Ivy. what are the little dudes in Link that are not Link and Zelda that I cannot think of right now? The Deku seeds? Maybe, yeah. Is it is it Deku seeds? Is that what they're called? I'm not but, uh, sure what she's well, they'll, sure. they'll pull the f- leaves off of them. I have not gotten the new Zelda, as you can tell, because I've called it Link. Uh... That's also a cosplay faux pas. Don't call Zelda Link. Yeah, you know, just don't screw with anybody else's Koroks. cosplay. Koroks. Oh, the new ones. Koroks. Yeah, Korok. Yep. No, they've been in a bunch of them. They were in like Wind Waker and stuff too. I thought they oh, were okay. also in the last one. Um, yeah, Breath the of the Wild, Wild and yeah. Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. I knew they now were in nobody was yeeting them across the map like they are now, but <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, some of the stuff that's being built in that game is absolutely wild. Oh, for sure. So yeah, don't don't steal people's cosplay. But yeah, that's kind of like what I go to the panels for. Or you know, it's like whose line is it anyway? Was a um, like a, a improv troupe that came and did like anime one-liners and then did all of these improv skits off of those. Uh, you know, Family Feud anime edition, um, Trivial Pursuit. Uh, they do tons of them there, and it's just kind of like. It's almost like watching a live TV show, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, get in and get early. If it if it's something that you want to see, just take that extra 30 minutes and head over early because there's a good chance yep. it fills up. And you could be standing in the back and I'm, I, I'm old. I don't want to stand <laughs> anymore. I'm going to get there and get my seat. I'm going to have my popcorn and my snacks. You know, I am going to throw one more out there, and this one's exclusively for, like, the extroverts, I guess, that are attending these things. I've been to two where this has happened, and there's a lot of times where there is a special event that pops up. Both of the ones that happened for me were people getting married, and it was an open invitation wedding at Comic-Con, where everybody, like, was invited. You could you could come. Oh, I those bet that cost some... a lot. Yeah, I imagine so. But those were the best parts of some of the after parties that I got to attend. So if you get a chance to be like, it's an open invitation. Anybody can come to our wedding at Comic-Con. Do it. It is so worth it. Call it a pro tip. It is amazing. I cannot overstate that. I'm going to do my funeral at Comic-Con. <laughs> this, this is going to get me into a don't exactly. So like, if you were having your wedding at the Comic-Con and it is an open area where anybody can attend, super duper. If you are attending a celebrity panel, that is not the time to propose to your significant other that you choose to pick. 100%. That's not the spot. Have you seen that? 
Oh, oh okay. It's like the people that propose at sporting events. Don't don't put your significant other on the spot. Also, don't set yourself up for failure because I've seen a lot of those like backfire, and that's always tragic when they're just like, oh, too much pressure, and then they just run off, and so then you're there with like a ring in your hand, looking yeah. like a crazy person. Yeah, that's the best way to know if it's if it's yeah. supposed to be. Put her on the spot. No, it's not. So no, are we gonna out. do the "How Toxic Is Eric" episode? Is that so uh, that's in like yeah, two? We're, how is it toxic? Like we're, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're, feel like we're floating at it. I feel like we're floating at like an eight with Eric right now. <laughs> I don't get how on that a scale of toxic. one Just to pressure five. the shit out of your partner into loving yeah. you forever. <laughs> make sure they no. don't have an escape. They have to say yes. They they sure, to say make yes. sure you get tickets in the middle of the aisle in the middle no, of the but section. Do you know how much? <laughs> yeah, but those people get so, like if they say no, like there's gonna be that crowd backlash. Oh like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're like, talking if they say no pressure. They usually and then, leave. If it's on the jumbotron, it's on national TV and yeah, yeah. Anybody, you just expose this person on yes national television, and then yeah, like they're either gonna say yes when they don't want to say yes, or they're gonna say no, and people are gonna treat them like they're this terrible, yeah. awful person, it's which is not always works, necessarily yeah. the case. Sure, Eric. All right, sure, next <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yep. And don't worry, for all of our listeners, there will be a How Toxic Is Eric episode. We're going to dedicate an hour and a half toxic? to that one. It's not. We're, we're just going to take all of these clips and it's going to be an hour long episode. Yep. How, Eric, it's, it's, toxic. it's toxic. It's toxic because you're putting because you're putting pressure on him to where they either can say yes or be the bad guy. They're yep. not the you're, bad you're guy no at the end of the day. Like, even 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 if that's your perspective on it, that's not what the court of public opinion is going to turn to. They're going to make it look like the person who proposed is the martyr, and the person that said no is this evil, terrible person. I mean, like it's legit. But, it's yeah. legit happened to where it's ruined a person's life. She had to quit her job. She had to move towns. She was getting death threats. Like yeah. it gets bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. If yeah, you want to make... do it in front, also don't propose at somebody else's wedding. That's also a bad oh one for those God. people that are measuring proposals. That's yeah. not the place to do it. If I you say, propose at my wedding, I am like announcing my baby shower at your wedding or something where I'm just like, hey, yeah. I'm doubling down. Yeah. Uh, we could do I a mean, whole you re- I mean, you really want to double you really want to double down as you announce your pregnancy at somebody's funeral. See, cause then you're subtracting one and adding one. That way your numbers stay the same. Uh, you're like, uh, don't worry guys. I balanced it, it out. <laughs> well, and on that, I know you guys are a gonna... little bit long, so <laughs> I know you guys are going to miss Chuck, but <laughs> all right. So before we get into, into the post here, Eric, since you are a non Comic-Con going, do you have any final questions? Or concerns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should definitely propose or a Comic-Con. potential faux pas. Just saying. Absolutely. Right Well, someone's talking about some awesome <laughs> right, part right of Avengers. There. Like the new release right the middle of... out. Like Robert Downey Jr. is about to be like, and I'm coming back, everybody. Well, Daryl's in the back proposing <laughs> to his wife. Fuck it, dude. Get it out. Get it in. Or right there in the middle of Artist Alley where nobody can go around. You oh, really God. Would... All, block if all I traffic. see that, Eric, if worst. I see you get down on one knee in an alleyway <laughs> that I can't no, get that's through, the worst. I am uh. just going to... He's just—he's just gonna start. He's just gonna start poaching comic cons you go to just to do all the things that you don't like. I would he's never. Got, he, that's what he said when he was like, "I'm taking notes." He's like, "Don't worry, guys." I would never propose in an alley. I hate that shit Not when people block alley? alleys. I hate it at grocery stores. I did it the other day. I apologized to this you dude like twelve to times. In an alley? 
No, I blocked <laughs> you proposed this alley. to the grocery store twelve times. I blocked this alley in the grocery store, like just this aisle. I was blocking it, and I was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, man. I fucking well, hate you're Canadian. This. this is not what I should have done." But anyways, <laughs> uh, just to reiterate, so let's go over some uh, definite do's for the Comic Con before we, we we finish up here. So uh, proper sure hygiene and oh, wait. I I forgot the number one thing. Have fun. Yes. Have fun. No, you should always yeah. have go fun. Go to those places to have fun. <laughs> yeah, no. no but you'd be, su- like, you'd be surprised if people go there and they're just like, uh, I, hate I hate this. I'm like, why are you Well, here? that's because you like, people judge them Comic-Con, because they don't wear deodorant or they propose to people randomly. It's <laughs> probably why they don't have any fun. They can't film anything anywhere. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Clark. <laughs> It's your fault for not Jesus. saying yes to that random dude's date. Yeah, like, <laughs> I did after I he told me it wasn't real. And then I was like, yeah, fuck it. Sure, I'll go on an imagine. So to follow up on that story, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll go on an imaginary date with you, whatever. We were having lunch and him and his group walked in and I almost, I hands down wanted to just like smack my hands on the table and be like, oh my God, are you here for our date? I was like, no, I'm going to make <laughs> I'm gonna make this worse. That'd be funny though. Hole. I mean, anyway. Yeah, I think that I, Travis's point stands, right? It's you're there to have fun, but do it in a way that doesn't take someone else's fun away. I think that's a yeah, really good. I think that's a good way to put it. So, Eric, walk um, us through the deuce. Eric doesn't want anybody else to have fun. <laughs> it's not well, that, again, but like sometimes you're fun. That, like, so. what drives me nuts, I think today is like so many people like. You have to be so ticky tacky all the time. Whatever you gotta like, worry about every single little thing when you go anywhere now. Like if you say the wrong blurb, everyone's gonna look at you like you're some asshole, and it's like drives me foolish. It's so hard to have fun now because there are so many situations where it's like, don't do this, and don't do this, and now don't do this, don't do this, and don't do this. It's like in well, general, it's just don't be a dick. Well, see that's yeah, and that's my dick. thing. At the end, that's... like things are gonna happen in life. Like I might forget deodorant. So it's not the end of the world. I can still have some fun or like, but I do get like, you should prep and do certain things, but, but there's to your so point. Many... Yes. I'm yeah. not going to hate yeah, you if... as a person. If you're sitting in the yeah. aisle, I'm just saying like, Hey, if you can avoid it, try. Uh, but... but I am also ditzy and I will like stare up at stuff and walk. So it's like, I under, I understand where you're coming from on that point. And yeah, we have kind well, of, and people should propose. Yeah, I'm not, that's I'm not gonna. Thing, I'm right? not Puts gonna. Br- I'm not gonna berate somebody if they're like breaking one of these things. It's just something to be aware of. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna go out of my way to just be like, "You were taking up too much space when I was trying to walk down this little corridor here, and you should be more cognizant and aware." I'm just gonna be like, "Ah, I wish people wouldn't do this," and then I'm gonna get past them, and then I'm gonna go back to having fun and be like, yeah. "Look at that crazy thing." But on a serious, yeah. and then I'll buy, also buy a senpai hat. But on a serious note, so we went with like hygiene. Hygiene is very important. I mean, that's important anyways, regardless, because heat rash and other yeah. things that you can get probably from wearing these costumes is a big deal. Um, and yes, well, yeah. deodorant is important. Just always wear it. Well, hydration. It the, the sickness down. Yeah, and hydration is yeah, another hydration. thing. Hydration, snacks, things of that nature. Um, so you don't pass out. I mean, if you do, come on, man. Why? Anyways, <laughs> awareness, costumes, very important. Um, not just costumes, but there's probably children around. I've been, I mean, I, I would imagine cons are busy, like Disney world or like sea world, things like that. I've been to shoulder those. To shoulder. Right. So like, you should yeah. definitely have like, you should have some awareness, obviously. Um, then considerations for people, um, not just the famous people that are there, which you should, they're not just there for you. 
but also everyone else that's there enjoying themselves, trying to have fun, proposing in aisles. Um, and then make sure that you ask questions. Um, make sure that you like, if you have a question, you should be shy and you should absolutely ask it in regards to like how much time or like, can you get a handshake? Can you take a picture? Things like that. Um, and the last thing that everyone mentioned was don't fuck with people's costumes. Just, just fucking, just don't take anything off it. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Observe. Those are are all the notes I took. Soak it in. I would like to reiterate that to Ryan's point earlier, cosplay is not consent. So like, just because somebody's in a cosplay, don't go up and touch them. Uh, don't even take pictures without their consent. Like, Yeah, uh, but I will say, if you are in cosplay and somebody like asks you to take a picture, it I, I personally believe it is in their realm to then be able to post it on social media. Now, if you're a famous cosplayer, you can ask them to like tag you, but I had people ask me to take pictures with me or just of my cosplay, and once again, my cosplay nothing exciting i bought it on amazon for like 20 dollars. what it but it was just kind of like that was the character super simple uh skirt and white shirt and wig like super simple but like i i knew in agreeing to that that there was a chance that they posted on their instagram on their facebook like you don't get to be mad when somebody comes up and says like, Hey, can I take this picture with you? And they're like, you didn't expressly tell me that you were going to post it to these four social medias and use the Sienna filter that makes me look slightly Garrett. But like, but if they're famous, they might ask you to tag them or you can ask like, Hey, if I post this, do you want me to tag you? Um, Yeah, I I think I agree. I think that if you agree to take a picture with somebody, it's kind of implicit that this could end up on social media. Yeah, I the guy the guy with the crazy Iron Man outfit was just like, yeah, tag me. Like, I have a cosplay page. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't do this professionally. He's like, I have a cosplay page where I just do all my cosplay stuff. This is what it is. If you post it, tag me in it, so I get exposure. I'd be like, cool. No Sold. problem. Yep. He even had he had little cards printed out, which was just little like pieces of, it was just little pieces of paper in like a little booklet, like thing. It was like mm-hmm. almost like sticky notes or whatever. And he just he, open opened up a compartment, and peeled it off, and like handed it to me. And he was just like, "This is this is all my social media stuff. Tag me." I have like, seen people whenever, wherever you post roam around with QR codes for like all of their social media, like sewn into their cosplays yeah. is another cute way yep. to do it. Yeah, I saw one that was... That's actually uh, a really dope idea. It was after the Rogue One movie released where the chick was dressed up as uh, as Jyn Erso and was giving away, like, the the plans or whatever to the Death Star. And it was a QR code with her, her art page on it. It was pretty cool. I do always it's love the dope. ones where they roam around and try and recruit people to the dark side. Uh, that's a cute, yeah. like, fun cosplay. There's always somebody with a sign that says, we'll step on you for $5. Like, that's another easy oh, cosplay. Yeah. Uh, the vine where the, the meeting up with friends vine where they're doing the weird run. Yes! yes. For whatever reason, <laughs> a huge line of it got started at the Dallas Fan Expo when I was there, and I ran around with a group of strangers for like a solid five minutes doing the stupid goofy run. Mm-hmm. And like we just like conga lined it through the entire like artist row and like where everybody was doing like the meeting the voice actors and different stuff like that and it's just a bunch of us goobers running around like (laughs) all hunched over which by the way after doing that for five minutes my back was so sore that is not a great posture 
And with that, I think that's going to bring this episode to a close. This is our pros and comic cons. Hey. Just to reiterate the title hey on this. Yo. Super punny. Eric, hit us with the links. All right, so the biggest thing is, is still going to be the crossingthenerverse.com. Um, it's got the podcast stuff. It's got the YouTube. Um, and it's also got the merch shop. Make sure you check it out. Um, we've advertised a lot more merch. There's, there's a decent little amount on there for everybody to check out. Um, kind of get their stuff like you could. We'll post clips usually and stuff like that. So you'll get to see Travis and Ryan in some of the merch um, on the podcast. And we're continuing to roll out more so other people have some. Um, and our summer line is out. Which is super exciting. Or yes. coming out soon. Yeah, so when when you when they're listening to this, they're gonna they're gonna get a chance to they can click over and check out the uh summer line. And like I said, we're gonna do the giveaway next episode. Um we'll get some people in the audience and then we'll do a big giveaway again. Um Yeah, that's it. I was muted. And with that, that'll bring this episode to a close. We are crossing the nerdverse. Thanks for joining us. Find us wherever you get your podcast from, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Woo woo.